Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 448 for the 22nd of Shvat in a regular year. Do you ever have the experience of right when it is that you need to do something that's really important and that maybe you're not that excited about, you suddenly get these impulses to do a whole bunch of other things that your mind tricks you into thinking are super important and essential and need to be dealt with at that time. For example, let's give like one concrete example. It's like, let's say you have to make a really important phone call and it's a very confrontational phone call and you, and you just, you have to do it, right? So you're about to make that phone call. You're about to pick up the phone and suddenly you say to yourself, oh, wow, I forgot to put the laundry in the, in the laundry machine or, oh my goodness, wait, there are dirty dishes in the sink. I got to do those dirty dishes right now. And, oh, wait, I forgot to put away yesterday's laundry. And, oh my gosh, my friend who, you know, she was feeling kind of down. I better check in on her and see how she's doing. And you start thinking about all these other things and then, you know, what's that actually doing? It's it's distracting you from your ultimate task. So you're tricking yourself into feeling like you're being very productive. And the next thing you know, the whole day has gone by and you say to yourself, oh, you know, I really did. I had the best intentions. I wanted to make that phone call, but what could I do? I had all these other tasks. They all got in the way. When really, no, you're the one that got in your own way. You misplaced your priorities. You misplaced what's important and what's not so important. You know, it's sort of like, it's, it's kind of like a spin off of that, that other topic that we spoke about, about procrastination, where we choose immediate pleasure over um, long-term pleasure, over, you know, that like we, we minimize the, the immediate pain, even if it's a small amount of pain, but what we're sacrificing it for is a much bigger amount of pain that's going to come much later. So similarly too, we kind of have this tendency to kind of like remember uh, all the things that we have to do and all, the, our, all of our shortcomings at inappropriate times. Another example of this is obsession, where, you know, let's say we have a conversation with somebody. Let's say it's with a friend or an acquaintance or something like that. And the conversation escalates into some kind of argument. And you end up saying something that you really regret, that you really didn't want to say. Or maybe you didn't say something that you should have said and that you wish you would have said. And then later on, hours later, days later, you obsess about it. You think about it. And it comes up at the, the most inappropriate times. You're in the middle of... Um, praying. You're in the middle of talking to somebody else. You're in the middle of trying to focus on your work and you start obsessing about this conversation that you had with this person, right? So that's inappropriate because what are, what can you do about it now? I mean, if you really want to fix it, call up your friend, find a time, find an appropriate time to call up your friend, apologize or say what you wanted to say, and that's it. Let it 
let it be done, you know, go on with it. But what we often tend to do as humans is instead of directly dealing with the thing, we sort of trick ourselves into thinking that actually we're being more righteous if we, if we harbor this guilt and obsessiveness inside of our minds when we engage in these seemingly productive activities or obsessive thoughts. And in fact, we're not being productive at all. In fact, we're being very destructive and we're going away from this more meaningful life of living in the, de- in the now. So this, in brief, is the topic of today's episode, today's Tanya. So today's Tanya is all about misplaced guilt. It's all about misplaced sadness when it comes to our service of God. So in this in this section that we've been learning, in this chapter we've been learning, chapter 26, the topic, as you may have recognized, is sadness and how bad sadness is, how destructive sadness is. The first episode that we spoke about two days ago was really just describing to us why sadness is so evil and so negative and how it really weighs a person down and how we need to really work to eradicate sad- sadness from within. Yesterday, we spoke about how to get rid of sadness that comes from external forces like from and from worldly affairs. So like if, you know, if challenging things happen to us in our lives and our in terms of our livelihood, in terms of our family, in terms of our health, you know, how to deal with these challenges so that they don't let us weigh us down. And today we're going to talk about a sadness that is a little bit more internal, a sadness that uh, that we experience sometimes when we feel like that we're not really living up to our spiritual standards of what we feel like that we should have and how this kind of sadness is also inappropriate. It's not good to harbor this guilt, um, especially when we feel it at inappropriate times. So as we'll learn, there are set times that we can have for what's known in Hebrew as a nefesh to an accounting of our soul to really sit down and take account of our soul check in with ourselves how are we doing how can we improve ourselves but to to think about these things and to get down on ourselves randomly throughout the day you know while we're working while we're eating while we're talking to people or even while we're praying is not appropriate and it's not conducive there's specific times to do this to reflect you know to self-improve And this actually takes a certain amount of work, right, and toil to like really take the time to be organized about it and sit down and think to yourself, how do I need to improve and all that. But what often feels to us to be more productive, but actually it is quite destructive, and it's kind of like the easy way out, is to just harbor feelings of guilt all day long and not do anything about it. We mistaken guilt for being for productivity, for self-improvement, that if we feel bad about whatever it is that we did and we we have this kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm so horrible. I can't believe I did that. You know, we feel this sense of shame. We feel like that this is like a, a, a good way to be or a, a righteous a way to be. But in fact, it's not. In fact, it's actually very self-oriented and it's not doing anybody good. And it's actually taking you away from the moment when you sh- really should be focusing on your work or you should be focusing on your prayer or you should be focusing on speaking to the person that you're speaking to at the time. And your guilt, your mistakes, that's your business. You got to deal with that in your own time at, at a different time. <laughs> So this reminds me of another topic, which I believe is coming up later in the Tanya. I think I did a whole episode about it in last year's Tanya about the whole, you know, white fragility movement and this uh, and this tendency nowadays for people to feel like that they are being really righteous when they 
talk about how racist they are when they proclaim how you know how racist they are how uh horrible what horrible there's this like self-flagellation in our culture that's become synonymous with righteousness when in fact it's not at all when in fact it's actually just self-flagellation and it's uh and it's just to make people feel better about themselves but they're not actually changing their behavior if a person really does believe that they're racist rather than you know prancing around telling the whole world that they're racist and using that as a way to kind of cleanse themselves of the racism they should actually take the time to sit down sincerely with themselves put aside you know a good amount of time and think about what they can do practically to become a less racist person that's and you know that there's no need to tell the world about it or even to think about it all day long in themselves like deal with it at an appropriate time so that in brief is the subject of today's episode today's tanya and so let's get into the text and see how the altar Abbe explains this so for context we're going to be concluding chapter 26 today of Likutamarim. and as mentioned the topic of this of this chapter chapter 26 is all about sadness and so now and and specifically today, today's topic is going to be about sadness over heavenly affairs, over spiritual matters. So the Altarapa begins and he says that uh, sadness over spiritual matters, this is something that we need to rid ourselves of. We need to be free of. And um, and definitely this applies during our service of God, because when we're serving God, we're supposed to serve God with joy and with gladness of the heart. But even when we're involved in our business affairs, then we also should not start thinking, um, getting sad and down about ourselves, uh, about our spiritual service. And we should know that this is actually a trick. This is a trick of the evil inclination in order to bring a person down into uh, into tivus, into different lusts, into different desires, God forbid, as is known. So, uh, so I'm just going to take a pause here and explain that a little bit that we actually often see this. This is, um, you know, think about it when a person is on a diet and a person's trying to keep to their diet. And let's say they, they broke their diet. They ate a cookie. So if they, you know, there's two ways that they can deal with it. They can either say, okay, I ate that cookie. Shouldn't have done that. Oh, well, move on, keep the diet the next day. Or they can start to obsess about it and they can start to dwell on the fact that they ate that cookie and how what a horrible person they are, what a horrible dieter they are. What's that going to do most likely is it's probably going to make them, so, them feel so bad about themselves and think of themselves in such a negative way that they're going to end up eating more cookies. We see this from experience all the time. This is very prevalent in addiction, which I know is one of my favorite topics to talk about in terms of the Tanya, because I think on a certain level, all of us are addicts, that the same thing happens that in addiction, often it's the shame of being an addict that actually brings a per person further into their addiction. And so the, so the ultra rabbit basically is saying here not to get tricked that when we start feeling these feelings of, uh, of being low and sadness while we're in the middle of work and we start thinking about, you know, uh, our spiritual service and how our short, the shortcomings of our spiritual service, this might make us feel righteous, but in fact, we should know that these are, this is the machinations of the Etzahara. This is not coming from a good place. Uh, and the proof of this says the ultra rabbit is that. It's, it's pretty random if you think about it, that a person should suddenly start thinking about their shortcomings when it comes to God in the middle of them working. Like it would make a little bit more sense if, you know, while a person's praying, they start thinking about how they want to connect with God, how they w really want to be close to God. But while you're working, you should be focusing on your work. You should be really, you know, engaged in your work. And so, um, 
And so this is this is a proof that it's not coming from a good place. Sort of like the same example that I gave uh, in the beginning in the intro that like it's all well and good that you want to do the laundry, you want to wash your dishes and stuff like that. But there's a time and place for that. When you have to make that uh, confrontational phone call, that's not the time to start thinking about your dishes and your laundry. But how convenient is it that we often do? That's exactly when we start thinking about these things because it's a distraction from what we need to do in the moment. So there's a time and place for everything. So when we're actually cleaning the house, sure, yeah, that's a good time to start thinking about your laundry and thinking about your dishes. But when you need to make a, an important phone call, you should be thinking about that important phone call. So similarly here too, uh, in the middle of our work, if we start thinking about, you know, how far we are from God and all the things we need to improve, this is a distraction. This is not really, this is not the time and place for that. There's a time and place for that, but it's not during your work, your work time. And actually, it's not really the time randomly during prayer or Torah study either, because, you know, there, there is a time to set aside for it. But if like you're in the middle of praying and you start randomly, again, berating yourself and thinking about how far you are from God, that's going to take you away from your prayer. And that and while you're praying, you're actually supposed to be connecting with God and you're not supposed to be uh, thinking about how, what a horrible person you are. Like that's that's going to take you away from your connection with God. So the altar is going to give us some advice how to get away from these distracting feelings. He says that whether this sadness comes to a person during their service of God, meaning while they're learning Torah or while they're engaged in prayer, or whether it's during their work, then this is what a person should say to themselves. They should say to themselves, this is not the proper time for these feelings. Even if I start thinking about like really horrible sins that I did, this is not the time to be dwelling on these thoughts. Um, but rather, a person should set aside specific times to sit down and to think about God and to think about um, the sins that we did. So there, there is a time and place for it. We are supposed to sit down and, you know, and, and think about what we did and, and do a cheshbon nefesh, do an accounting of the soul and, you know, think about how we've done things that, that ha go against the will of God. But we need to make a, a, a specific time for that. And when we make a very specific time, when we set aside a time specific for this, then this will cause us to come into a broken heart. We're going to come into a state of bitterness, um, which bitterness is actually very different than sadness because bitterness is a motivator to get you to do something. Sadness is very is like a depression. Depression, think about it. Depression depresses. It pushes you down. It, it immobilizes a person as, we, as we've spoken about with the swamp of sadness that it makes a person heavy. But, but bitterness uh, is a motivator. Bitterness is like, you know, I, I, I want to do something about this. And so there's, there's, so if we set aside a specific time to focus on these things, we will come to um, recognize how we've uh, done things that are against the will of God. And this gonna, is going to uh, bring us to a brokenheartedness feeling and a feeling of bitterness. And there's specific times for this. And the altar says we're going to explain this later on when um, when these specific times are. And in that same place where it where where we're going to learn that, we're also going to see, says the altar Rebbe, that right after a person uh, experiences this broken heart, at, at these opportune times, then the sadness will just leave their heart completely. It will just, it will dissipate. And, um, and the person will believe with full faith that God will 
take away their sin because God is, as we say, Rav Lislach. He, he's a great, he pardons abundantly. God is all forgiving all the time. And this is the true happiness in God that comes after sadness, as we spoke about before. So that's the end of the section for today. So what we've learned uh, today, and really what we learned throughout this this uh, chapter that we've been exploring in the past three episodes, is that sadness is a very bad thing. There, it's, sadness in itself is very destructive. It's it's not conducive. It can trick a person into thinking that they're that they're being self that they're being righteous when they feel feelings of sadness. Um, but in fact, there is no place for sadness in its own right. So whether it's in the middle of a person's prayer, if they uh, or Torah study, they start thinking about all the wrong things that they did and start feeling guilty. Or during work, you know, while the person's working, they start feeling guilty and, and remembering all these things they did. That's not the time. It's scattered. It's not, it's not appropriate. What you need to do instead is you need to set aside specific times. And a specific, when you set aside a specific time to sit, sit and meditate and think about God that, and think about what you've done and all the wrong things that you did. Uh, you know, because we've all done them, we're not perfect, then this is going to lead, this is going to channel that sadness and transform it into a state of bitterness. And this bitterness is going to be a motivator to help us get out of the sadness and to be better, to improve. We're going to think about how it is that we can improve. And God will actually take away the sadness from it. it. It will dissipate automatically. And we'll recognize that there is hope and that God is all forgiving, so we just need to be better. And when we're better, God will forgive us. And this will lead to a great state of joy that actually will emerge out from that sadness. So we can now transform the sadness into a productive place. So again, it's all about uh, appropriateness. It's all about um, having the sadness, uh, using it in an appropriate way. And if we don't use it in an appropriate way, it's just... uh, it's misplaced and it's scattered and it doesn't have serve any productive purpose at all. So that's the end of the section for today and we will continue tomorrow when we begin a new chapter. So I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benjamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.